We have many, many needs, but God has been good to us. 131 boys and girls in the orphanage, and all, most of the girls are supported by living stones. Most of the girls are supported by living stones. We had the education for them right in the orphanage building, classrooms and all. But we were prompted by the Holy Spirit. I want to highlight the word prompted. To have a school with central board education in English medium. So the children, if they would decide to go any cities in India or outside India, anywhere in Asia or UK, they can continue their education so the hopeless, helpless children will have a brighter future, great destiny. So on April 1st, we opened the school in English medium with 16 classrooms at this time. Construction is going on. We'll have 33 classrooms. And it will be debt free. Last Sunday when I was preaching in Calgary, close to the airport, they asked me, do you have flyers, brochures, anything to promote? I said, I have 66 things to share. And I don't know, you will have enough table to put all my material. So let me bring everything to the platform and I will distribute. They thought I was serious. I said, just I have is the Bible. That's all I have. That's all I have. I have no flyers, no brochure, nothing. But when I travel, I just share the needs. And God is so faithful to use different churches, different people to bless the ministry. I don't know from where the money is going to come to finish the building. But I know one thing. I'm in the mission field now for 24 plus years. When I went first time, uh, my family was with me. My son was beaten up. He's now 37 year old. And I sent my family children back to America. My wife took care of all the three children with her full-time job, night shift. I call grave shift from 11 o'clock in the night till 7 and then took care of all three children. The youngest daughter was three years old that time when I went to the mission field. And people called her, not me, because they know I'm very blunt and straightforward. I will tell as it is. But Elizabeth, I married to her for the last 42 plus years. And um, God has blessed us with three children. Oldest one is 41. Two grandchildren who put me to work. I can tell because yesterday when we were enjoying a little time with the family, as we were returning back, Pat made a comment. Patricia, the pastor's wife, made a comment. Oh, John, Ezra. Ezra is full of energy. And it's not that easy to take care of that little boy. She took care of all three kids while I was gone. And people called her and said, I will not stay in the mission field maximum three years. There were many reasons they didn't believe that I can take over that's ministry and bring where we are today with the help of God. Second reason they knew my town does not have deep dish pizza. I'm a spoiling Chicago suburb and I love deep dish pizza. I will not eat pizza anywhere else. First, Chicago. Number two is New York. And if I don't get anything, then I take in Seattle. So 
So number two, they thought, I will not make it more than three years because of deep dish pizza. <laughs> and number three, my family and my children are in America. For his glory, for his glory, I want to tell you, I have completed 24 years in the mission field and God is faithful. God was faithful to me and God is faithful. Church, I'm very happy my wife could join me here traveling. And next Sunday, I will be in England. I just came for a planning session for three conferences in Calgary. 2019, we are going to have a World Pentecostal Conference in Calgary. All churches will be joining us. So we made arrangement with Marriott and Hyatt. All rooms are booked already in advance. And we are planning a big one. Then this September, which is just a few months, we'll be in the World Conference. We do every third year in Brazil. The third night, the last final night, we are expecting half a million people. Ronald Bonke, Daniel Kalanda, Dag Mills, Bishop from Ghana. They are the night speakers, so we did all the planning for that one. Then did the planning for 2019, uh, 2016 Global Conference, European Conference in England, and 2017 Global Conference in Singapore. So we were very busy. Still, I'm in jet lag. Uh, I'm very careful not to disturb my wife in the morning, but she knows 3.34 o'clock, whether I'm in Canada or in um, India, I turn the lights on. But very graciously, I said, it bothers you? If it bothers you, I will turn the light off. But, you know, by the time I turn the lights off, she gets up. She said, now, okay, you're not going to study. We are going to pray first. Then you can study. So I thank God for a godly woman in my life who is helping me to go all over the world and share the good news. As I share the good news. Pray for us. Church building is almost complete. Uh, two years ago, we had the tremor. Difficulty came. Trials came upon the church. But we were not shaken. We said, Lord, thank you. Now we can have a new building. <laughs> My attitude is different when the problem comes in the life. My board said two years ago, actually two and a half years ago, when I brought to the board that I want to build a church, church is getting small for me. So I want to build. They said, no, don't do it. Founder, my dad, and we, we want to keep this legacy. I never thought bricks keeps a legacy. So I said, Lord, I don't know how to handle the board. You take care of. Seven seconds, God took care of that problem. Seven seconds. I don't have to sweat. I don't have to twist the arms of the board members. Seven seconds, tremor came, building making unsafe, and the building inspector from city hall said, you have to demolish. I didn't tell them that I'm praising God <laughs> because I have to work with the board. But I was praising God inside. I said, Lord, thank you for the new building. I start giving thanks to God for the new building. It's three times bigger than what I had. We are the unique building in three states. People are coming. It's not complete. It'll be done by July. People are coming from different states to see the building. This will be the tallest building because I'm putting a 25-foot cross on the top of the building. Whole city can see Red Cross. Oh, not the Red Cross. Cross with a red light. Oh, man, so I have to change that one. Radium, red. Easter Sunday morning, we demolished two years ago. This is Easter. Church asked me to have a service. Can we have a service in the church? I said, yeah, we can have, but we don't have chairs. Oh, we can rent. I said, fine, we'll rent the chairs. We rented 650 some chairs, plus people that stood up. We packed the church. My church will be small for me. I know for sure. 
I may have to plan for three services on Sunday. Pray for us. And the church pastor, I have four pastors in my service. said, what will happen July 4th? I mean, it's July 3rd, Sunday. You announce you're going to have a dedication. We don't have chair. I said, that's not my problem. <laughs> not my problem. God told me to build a church. It is his problem. I don't have chairs. That is his problem. If I don't have the sound system, his problem, not my problem. He told me to build a church. God can work through Baptist believers also. I don't know how we, got, we are so spoiled. Pentecostals are so spoiled. We are thinking within the box. I don't think within the box. I have expanded thinking. Lord, the money of the heathen belongs to us. Bible says that thing. Someone Baptist brother calls me after the Easter service. And I got the email. I'm sending you money for the 650 chairs. $32,000 came already for the chairs. My God is a good God. And my God is a good God. My God is a good God. I'm going to dedicate the church also debt free. I, yes, a lot of bills are there. Who cares? I don't look to the bills. If you have a doubt, check with my wife somewhere. Take her in the back. Ask her. Your, your husband has any worries, tension. She will tell. The moment he hears the bed, he plays music for me. I mean, I snore. <laughs> Why I'm saying all this thing? Canada, Alberta, Red Deer, we are in a cave. We are in difficult situation. Either we are in difficult situation. We don't know what will happen tomorrow. Economy has hurt many families. They were discussing all this. They said, Dr. Thomas, we want to let you know. A lot of people in my church lost the job. This all they start crying, you know, telling, you know, the tithe is going down, income is going down, and all those things. I kept quiet. I said, I will answer them Sunday morning. In the midst of difficulties, when you are surrounded by difficulties, pressure. Sickness, sorrows, ill health, what should I do? Should I go to Ohio and get a green water bottle? Oh, you don't know what I'm saying that. Because they are promoting now. Or go to Oklahoma to get a handkerchief. So you can bring... And pray and put that handkerchief over your son or your pocketbook. Listen to me. More than these crises we have in Alberta or Canada, <coughs> the greatest crisis, the problems we are, we are in today is our children. You must know your own bill number 10, bill 10. A, a grown-up man can run into girl's bathroom. Grown-up man. Boys here can demand the teacher. They want to play the girls' sports and they want to change in girls' room. We are in trouble. I think we are in trouble. We are surrounded Parents are not to be informed when their child's gender identity and behavior has changed at a school. This is Canada. More than the financial crisis, this is the biggest crisis we have now. More than 
family marriages we are in trouble if we don't do something we will lose the whole generation what to do in the midst of all these financial crisis emotional stresses physical challenges where some of you feel the enemies are after you like in india we see all the time our anti christian are like beast in the language of david they are just like lions they are coming after us how many pastors have been killed in last 3 months one of my student actually pastor paul taught him just 3 weeks ago he was beaten up church is burned yes we have challenges what to do what to do should i get a new revelation because the things are changing in north america hey just get a new revelation we need a new bible the 66 books are not enough we have to have few more books in the bible and god gave them revelation and these books should be added listen to me god knew how many books you and i should have for 21st century this is contemporary and the word of god is very contemporary and very practical you don't have to look here and there to find the solution for today's problem challenges difficulties right here so will you allow me first read the psalm i'll take one full psalm and maybe one or two verses from here and there from a person who was full of fear the one who was anointed he was anointed to be king anointing upon your life will not cancel your fear oh you don't get it you can have the anointment or anointing does not mean that will cancel your fear only way you can cancel the fear of your life is to be grounded in the word of god and apply this word of god to your present situation nothing else nothing will work i'm telling you i'm christian now for 60 years don't try to figure out my age even you try to figure out i always think i'm 39 so don't try to figure out my age i told my church after the heart attack some of you you know i had a heart attack in 2012 and doctor said i should not preach i should not travel just buy a lazy boy recliner and be a lazy boy <laughs> it will never work i know i know the word so shall we turn to the word which has changed my life which has brought faith in my life oh you need it which has brought faith in my life faith cometh by hearing and hearing from the word of god no other way you can have faith in almighty god there are many other avenues are there but the best is the word of god that's why book of acts says only word of god can build your faith Psalm 57. Now, there's a reason you know he's running. He's running into the cave because King Saul decided to pursue David with three thousand men. Three thousand men are coming to get David, and he's in trouble. He is in trouble, and he cries out. Let's see first. Let's read and. because we have different translations now in the bible uh, in the congregation so i have asked my brother on the sound booth 
if he can put the scripture there so you all can see. When you come to a church, make sure you look to the word. That preacher, the teacher, our leader is not just coming with his own revelation on his word. If it is not in the Bible, don't listen to Matthew Thomas. What should I do? What to do when current circumstances in Alberta, in Red Deer, surround you? But in the opening statement, I want to declare these current, these current circumstances, whether you lost a job, or you have to take a cutback, 50% salary, it is temporary. Let me come down. I said these current situations are temporary. We may have financial crisis in Alberta, but there is no recession in heaven. I said there is no recession in heaven. That's why I am so happy to declare I will lift up my eyes to the hills from where my help cometh. My help cometh from Canadian government. No, 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 no. My help cometh from the Lord. Either my help cometh from the Lord. Not from my employer. Not from AAA. Not from TELUS Convention Center. But it comes from God who died for me on the cross of Calvary. Who created me. You didn't get it what I said. Who created me with his own hands. Whose hands were stretched for me on the cross of Calvary. Those hands are guiding me. Protecting me. Helping me. Encouraging me. That God is your God. And my God. In the midst of difficulty. And in the midst of difficulty. He is my God. You didn't get it. I have plenty of time. I saw the announcement. 1.30 is the lunch. First service I have to rush. But this is 1.30. Yes, I'm, when I saw the menu. I told my mom. Oh, kale salad. Oh, that's a good one. Broccoli salad, oh, I thought that's a good one. But for a few minutes, because some of you are so depressed, you are full of stresses, pressures. You don't know what will happen, from where my meal is going to come, how I'm going to pay my mortgage. Listen to me. My God is above your mortgage. My God is bigger than your problem. God is bigger than your difficulties. God is bigger than your sickness and your sorrows. My God is a big God. He's El Shaddai. I say he's El Shaddai. He will never disappoint you. I'm Christian for 60 years. And I can stand on the grace of God here. On this platform. That my God. My God will never disappoint you as long as you are rooted in his word and you are rooted in him. Psalm 57, he says, in the midst of difficulties, he is in the cave. He says, have mercy on me. Oh God, have mercy on me. Whenever you hear those words from a believer, from a leader, that is the language of humility. That is the language declaring, acknowledging, oh God, we are just mere human beings. We need you. We need you, God, in the midst of all these challenges. In the midst of all these crises. We need your grace, which is the mercy of the Old Testament. We need your mercy. Will you say to God, we need mercy? Bible says in Lamentation chapter 3, 
It is our Lord's mercy and tender loving kindness. We are not consumed. My God is full of mercy and compassion. He is full of mercy and compassion. He wants to hear from you and I the language of humility. Oh God, I don't know how to handle this situation. But have mercy upon my marriage. Have mercy upon my children. Have mercy upon my health. Have mercy upon the children of Alberta. Have mercy upon my nation. Cry out to God. Have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. Then he goes further. I look to you. For protection. I will hide. Beneath the shadow of your wings. In the midst. Yes. David where are you? Oh I am in the cave. Surrounded by fear and doubt. But he realized. He is not. In the cave. But he is under. The wings. Of Emmanuel. In the midst of difficulties. Where should I go? What should I do? Not only I speak the language of humility. But I take the action. To be under the wings of Emmanuel. I said under the wings of Emmanuel. Jesus looking to the crowd in Matthew and in Luke. He cries out, he said, as the hen likes to gather the chicks under her wings, I want to gather the children in the difficulties and the challenges of your life. Best thing for you is to come under the wings of the Almighty God. In Psalm 17, Psalm 61, Psalm 63, Psalm 91. Or when you combine all these things. And then Malachi chapter 4 verse 2. You will see when a person comes under the wings of almighty God. He will have protection, safety, security. And number 4, joy. He says under your wings. I will shout or I will sing the joyful songs. My God is a big God in the midst of difficulties. Please do not look to your problems. But look, you are underneath the wings of Emmanuel. I say you are underneath the wings of Emmanuel. What a safety I have. Which no government can provide. No financial institution can provide the safety. What you and I have underneath the wings of Emmanuel. Let's go further. How long? Believers, how long? David is saying that you have to be underneath the wings. He says, until this danger passes by. This difficulties, this destruction, this uh, crisis passes by. I'm going to stay underneath the wings of Emmanuel. Let's go further. What he's saying here, he says, I cry out to God most high. Do you see what he says? He says, I just pray to God. There's a time in our life we can just whisper. Hannah was in trouble in 1 Samuel. And the Bible says, no one can hear her prayer. She was just whispering. There's a time we can just pray quietly. But there's a time, especially when you are in desperation. I said when we are in desperation. 
we don't know what to do and no counselor is around you no oil is around you you can cry out to god oh god i'm crying out for the children of alberta when enemy is trying to take my children from this country i'm going to cry out to god when my employer has given me a pink slip and i don't know what to do i cry out to him i said we we must learn to cry out to god who is our source he is our sustainer he is our strength that's why bible says in psalm 46 god is my refuge and my strength in time of trouble he is my present help in time of trouble he is my present help i will cry to god and that's why he tells us in book of jeremiah 33 cry unto me and i will answer and show you great and mighty things i want to see the mighty things in alberta in red deer in the midst of financial crisis my church people the faith level has gone up you know why when average people make only 27 dollar a month and the building project is 1.7 million dollar and the school building is 2.8 million dollar you need god as a you need god we don't have credit card in our town nobody knows what is credit card you need god what i'm saying to you believers i know we are in 21st century and we don't know how to cry out before god some of the ladies with all respect i have for you for 30 seconds you will forgive me we don't know how to cry out before god because we are more concerned about our makeup we'll spoil the whole thing let it go don't worry you're crying out for your family you're crying out for your health you're crying out to god for your marriage cry out to god david is saying to us cry out to god why why should call the most high god who will fulfill his purpose for me do you see what it says one translates who accomplishes all things for me everything he he has a purpose and plan for you sometime you don't understand it why he tells me to go to brook cherit hey go there and i will take care of you then it dries the brook dries up hey, hey elijah i'm going to teach you a lesson i'm going to make your faith go stronger okay go go to a widow why are you sending me to a widow she's going to die with that meal you know sometime god takes you and i through cutting edges through adverse conditions not always i say sometime so we can become strong believers when you have time go and read book of james you will find out why these trials comes in our life every trial is not from god every sickness is not from god every financial difficulty is not from god oh maybe you did something wrong that's why god took your house away no 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 it's not like that god has a plan and purpose for our life book of jeremiah is very clear i have a plan for you not to destroy you but to give a brighter future we may not understand now but god has a definite plan and he goes further i am watching the clock for indian preachers clock means nothing oh, no no 
but I'm spoiled in America. Some 40 years now. So that clock is, speaks to me all the time. He said, if you want to come back, stay with the clock. Okay. <laughs> he will send help from heaven to rescue me. Disgracing those who hound me. What? What I learned from here? I learned. Oh God, hear me. Number two, hide me. Number three, help me. Hear me. Hide me. Help me. He is the best helper. I'm telling you. My God is the best helper. He knows what you should have Sunday and what you should have on Tuesday. He is a good God. I think he is so good. He, yes, we are in, temporarily we are in trouble with the finances. But God who can take care of millions of people in the wilderness for 40 years for 40 years he provided the food for them my mind cannot comprehend the shoe size of Ezra how it grew when he became 40 year old people were Bible didn't say that they had a shoe company there in the wilderness God took care of them I said, God took care of them. God provided for them. If God can take care of the people in the wilderness, I won't declare to living stones, he will take care of you. I said, he will take care of you. Do not worry. Do not worry. Do not worry. He will take care of you. I said, he will take care of you. I said, he will take care of you. Cry out to God. Hear me, O Lord. We are from living stone. Hide me. Help me. As you read the whole, I don't have time now, I'm watching there. Number seven says, My heart is confident in you, O God. My heart is confident. No wonder I can sing and give thanks. In the midst of difficulties, we can sing. And in the midst of difficulties, we can sing. We can give thanks to the Almighty God. Why? Because my heart is fixed. So let me give you a few things very fast. Based from 57 and then two verses from Psalm 56 verse 3. When I'm afraid, how my bills will be paid? I will put my trust in you. I praise God for what he has promised. I trust in God. So why should I be afraid? For you have rescued me, verse 11, from death you have kept me, kept my feet from slipping. So now, on this Sunday morning, I can walk in your presence, O oh God. Let me give you 10, 11 things. How, what to do, what to do when current circumstances are difficult. Number one, run to him with your problem. Very simple. No time for exposition, so I'm going to leave like that. Run to God with your problem. Number two. Rely on his promises. You must have so much confidence in the word of God that he shall provide for you. Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Number three. Now we are walking in his presence. Am I right? Verse 11. Rest in his presence. You and I must rest in his presence. Don't push 
panic button when you lose a job. Oh, no. Rest in his presence. Because Bible says in Psalm 46, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Number four, have a reverence for him so you can offer thanks and praises to him. Number five, which is here from verse seven. Establish your heart. Be confident. Because Bible says in Proverbs chapter four, verse 23, guard your heart above all else. For it determines the course of your life. I didn't say that. The Bible says that. The guard your heart. Enemy will do his best to attack your self-esteem, to attack your confidence, to attack your faith, to attack in every angle the sense of security. But once your heart is established, that you're confident, you're you immovable, no circumstances can change you or shake you. We are unshakable. I said we are unshakable, unmovable. You know why? Because our faith, our heart is fixed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go for the number six. After I have established, which is verse seven, my heart. Number seven is... Define your desire. Oh, you don't get it. Let me come back here. Define your desire like David did it. Protect me, O oh God. Define your desire and tell him what you want from him. Don't make it very general. Oh God, touch me. Touch my children. No, no. Lord, my right arm is hurting. You touch my right arm. I need $37,685 to dedicate the church. Pray like that. God will. It happened to David. Am I right? And it can happen to you because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We will take everything to God. Queen Sheba came to King Solomon. Bible is very clear. And Bible says she opened her heart and told everything to Solomon. Whatever she had in her heart, she told to Solomon. And Bible says in synoptics in gospel, greater than Solomon is here. I said greater than Solomon is here this morning in our service. Let's Tell our desire. Tell our needs. Tell our problems. And when you do that thing, the biggest problem I'm seeing in North America, they pray, they do all those things, but they never open their eyes on the other side. Their eyes are only focused on the closed door. Boom, I lost the job. That was my bread and butter. Listen, open your eyes. God is opening some other doors. Don't focus on the familiar door. God can open other three doors for you. So keep your eyes. Even you can see they cannot see the chariots. They cannot see the horses. They cannot see. But the prophet said, open your eyes. Lord, open the eyes of my servant. So you, in the difficult situation, say, oh God, I want to open my eyes. Please open my eyes so I can see your provision. Whole night they worked. Whole night disciples worked, but they found nothing. The miracle was only arm reach. Not too far. 
but they could not see. Jesus said, launch. Put the nets on the other side. And they had a big catch. Not 10 miles from there. Not 10 meters from there. Close to them. God wants you in the midst of difficulty open your eyes to see the next provision. It will not be always through the same door or through the same person or from the same employer. God has different plans for your life. He will open many doors. Say, Lord, open my eyes. Number nine, why we need to pray or take this step to open my eye so we can receive direction from the Lord. I didn't say direction from your counselor. I have great respect for the counselor because we have a graduate program now in our Bible college, Masters in Theology in Counseling, and I teach counseling. But in the midst of difficulty, the best solution you and I have, and the best answer I have given to my pastors and teachers is receive direction from the Holy Spirit. I said, he's our best guide, am I right? Before Jesus went to him and said, I will send a comforter who will become your guide, your mentor. So oh, receive your direction. And after you receive your direction, learn to celebrate. He did it. David did it. He praised God. He gave thanks. Celebrate your strength. Lord, thank you. I found a new joy under your wings. I have the presence of the Lord. And Pastor Paul said this morning during prayer, he said, in his presence, nothing is impossible. Oh, you don't get it. In his presence, nothing is impossible. Job is gone. That's okay, Lord. I don't know why. Don't ask why. But say, Lord, teach me at this adverse condition how I can become better believer. How I can serve you better. How I can love you more. My life is not built on blessings. Christian, listen to me carefully. Your life should not be built on blessings alone. Our life should be built on the blesser. He is a good God. I say he is a good God. He is a faithful God. And when I know he is a faithful God. And this present condition is temporary. Number 11. I will seize the moment. You must learn how to seize the moment. Lord, yes. I, I lost the job. I don't have. But this is not going to take my joy away. I'm going to go and bless someone. I'm going to pray with this person. Who, I'm going to do it. And God will take care of you. We have done. What I said, that thing is very practical. Very practical. Elizabeth and I, we do all the time. I'm not bragging. We do all the time. We take care of the needs of others and God takes care of our needs. We take care of the vision of others. We help many churches. Like these 36 churches. We started and we didn't know from where I'm going to support. We didn't know how we are going to support them. At least for three years I want to support them monthly. I didn't know from where I'm going to support. I said, Lord, I'm sending them into your field. You can provide for them. I start thanking God. I, after praying, I start giving thanks. Lord, thank you that you will take care of those 36 pastors. They are going to have food in their table every day. Every day. It will happen. June 30th is my target date to give them six months. Six months support on June 30th. 
end on November 6th, the second half of the year. It's going to happen. I know from where it's going to come, but I, I'm going to celebrate Jesus Christ. I'm not going to wait. Oh, no, no, no. When the money will come, then we'll open the church. That's not faith. Oh, be exalted, God, above all the heavens. May your glory shine over all Canada. I think that should be your prayer. In the midst of difficulties, let these people know that my God is sovereign. He's ruling. He's ruling this nation. Oh, you didn't get it. He is ruling this nation and his glory will be upon Canada. I say his glory will be upon Canada. I say his glory will be upon Canada. His glory will be upon children. I'm, I'm, I got a pamphlet. Someone gave me one of the sisters here gave me. I'm going to give to my wife so we can intercede for the children of Canada. I have a lot of intercessors. We have a lot of intercessors in India. I'm going to leave Canada tomorrow morning with a great burden for the children of Canada. I said, I'm going to leave this country with a great burden. You will not understand. I understand because I see what they're doing to children in India. I'm not going to take it lightly. And I will not take this bill 10 lightly. I'm going to pray for them. Pray for the children. I'm going to put a blood circle around the children in Canada. In the midst of difficulties. Please. I'm going to close now. Please. Do not give up. Do not lose your footing. Do not lose your faith. Put your faith. My God is a faithful God. And my Bible says in Psalm 89, his faithfulness is from generation to generation. I say his faithfulness is from generation to generation. My grandpa was a pastor. My dad was pastor for 59 years in the same church where I'm pastoring now. So I'm the third. And 2007, we put in the board, through the board, who will be the next successor of the ministry in 2007. My heart attack was 2012. God is a faithful God. As my God is a faithful God. Shall we stand in the presence of God?